This is the MFG Cast. Hey guys, Kurt here. And D. Wyatt? And I guess it's Tracy. And I guess it's Tracy? Tracy? <laughs> Tracy. It's your wife, Tracy. <laughs> Tracy is Yay, our new sophos. No kidding. So we're trying a whole new marketing with the podcast by getting Trashy on the show. Um, we are here to talk about Dexcon 21, which Dan and Kim were able to be a part of. Yeah. Did, did Kim go? Yeah, I was going to say, I got some tragic news for you, buddy. Kim was on babysitting duty. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't, I, I didn't see any pictures with her, so I thought maybe she didn't go. Yeah, well, yeah. Dan doesn't really like Kim, so he leaves her off all of his pictures. So Yeah, her exact words are, if I have to see your face for the next three days, I'm going to stab it. So I decided to go to Dexcon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> she may or may not have said those words. I think it was something more like "have fun while you're there," but I mean, I know what she meant. <laughs> it translated to "I'm gonna stab your face." Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So Dexcon 21, the amazing. <laughs> I just got assaulted. <laughs> I was told he I was just got bad stabbed in the say, face for saying lies about what Kim said. Uh, nice. So Dexcon 21, the amazing three-day non-stop gaming convention. This year was four-day non-stop gaming convention. That's right, Kurt. 96 hours of tabletop, war games, LARPing, game shows, RPGs, prototyping, you name it. If it was something that you can do while you were sitting down, it was there. And it was awesome. Nice. So why did they decide to make it four days this year instead of the regular three? So because uh, it launches right after the 4th of July. So since 4th of July was on a Wednesday this year, they did Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, And it actually starts on the night of the 4th. I am really curious if next year, is it going to be 120 hours of nonstop gaming? Because that'll be awesome and insane. Or if it's only going to be like for three days again. Like if the 4th is too early in the week, they just make it the weekend or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But yeah, it was really intense. And uh, price-wise, 65 bucks for the four-day pass for pre-registration, which is awesome. Wow, not bad. Yeah. Yeah, like, for sure. Uh, so whenever somebody goes like, oh, why not just go to Gen Con or go to Origins instead? That's why, because the price is stupid good. And hotels well, and Plus, around... it's very close to you. <laughs> yes. But it's also like the hotels and everything in the area, we're not charging like $395 a night because... They're not gouging because they know it's Origins and all that type of stuff. Plus, Dexcon has like three or four events a year. So they can, you know, I guess like they worked out some pretty good deals with the local areas. That's good. So how many people usually show up for it? Um, like how many How many people do they usually expect? So a buddy of mine picked up a pass on the last day and he was like, I think 1,840 or so. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, 
it's not too far from like the 2000 numbers over 1700 and it seems like every year it gets you know just a, more and more handfuls of people which is awesome yeah so so when you know you've been there is this third year for you uh yeah okay. um we did two of the dreamations we did uh three of the dexcons and now once dreamation comes around again this time you know that'll be our third dreamation as well yeah. So, so with it getting you know bigger and more popular, do you think it's something where it's it's still fun for you and still a good time, or is it something where it's like, okay, now this is starting to get a little cramped? Um, that's the thing. They have so much space in this hotel. There's areas that are used that I'd even know about. So on one of the nights, take for example, like a friend of mine, he found a GM that was running Shadowrun, but the guy didn't want to run it for just like two people. He was like. If you can get me five people, I got you a game. So he, you know, he texted me. He's like, you know, are you willing to play Shadowrun? Like, if you don't want to, that's fine. But hey, if you play, that would be great. I'm like, all right, let's go do it. And then I was like, all right, I'm by the RPG areas. And he's like, that's not exactly where we are. And he like led me to this backside office that through that office, you cut around into like the underbelly of the hotel. And there was like, I guess like they're doing renos there because like a lot of the walls were kind of like, half painted and like somewhere even like, you know, like plastered for like reconstruction. But there was like 16 rooms in this backside area that also had RPGs running. Well, the, with the setup and what you're saying with like the renovations and stuff like that, that sounds like something out of like Taken, you know, the movie Taken. So it's like after, you know, as soon as I'm leaded at, led into these back areas, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm out. I've seen too many movies where somebody dies in this area. I did have to wear a blindfold during character creation, so maybe they were kind of recreating that. See, and I thought you were going to say there was a whole lot of underground gambling and drug deals and... Yakuza. <laughs> like, a bunch of gangster bo boss masters and mobsters and stuff gangster like that. Gangster boss masters. That's a game I want to make. Sorry. First of all, I, de I definitely want to play boss masters. There was a room where people were playing a game of knifey spoon. Oh, nice. Nifey Spoonie. So, <laughs> I was thinking oh, mobsters I and I said Nifey Spoonie masters. before. So I have a question about Shadowrun because I haven't played Shadowrun since like high school. Like, it, you know, has it, you know, has it stayed, you know, pretty streamlined? Has it been updated? Is it something that it's still, you know, still exciting to play? How did you, you feel about playing it? So um, I think it's like the fourth or fifth edition has launched recently. And... It is nuts. Like, first of all, like you get like twenty. You need twenty d six when you play because you have gigantic dice pools, and there is tons of stuff. Like, I got a pre gen character handed to me, and I was looking it over. I'm like, this would take me three days to make. But it's because I'm not familiar with the system. You know, it's like, but there is every single accountability on these character sheets. Like, this is your my cybernetic arm. This is what its weight capacity is. This is what it's made out of. This is an additional attack I can do. This is the ammunition that attack uses, and this is how many are stored in each of these cards. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I, you know, it's like, I remember when you used to be able to jack into into phones that were outside, you know, like <laughs> those sta freestanding They still have phones. that. They still have that. No yeah. way. There's still, the, from what I understand, the GM, because my friend was playing the hacker, and he said that they streamlined a lot of the hacking system style. This way it's not like, hey, five players at the table, you sit and wait two hours to find out if your friend gets this information. <laughs> like they streamlined it a lot. That's awesome. So, yeah, which is a nice touch. 
Yeah, because I haven't seen a stand-up phone in a long time. We have one that's near us that doesn't have a phone. It just has a stand where somebody ripped out the phone. But the fact that that thing actually still, they still have that and they still exist is pretty awesome. I want it to be where you, like, if you tug on that phone, the whole thing pops off and it's just like a pistol, a, like a kilo of cocaine, a stack of money, and a fake ID. <laughs> You're like, this is somebody's escape plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is somebody's plan B. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to make it the greatest transition ever, Kurt. Speaking of plan B. <laughs> nice. During the con, I got a text from Kim that Century Eastern Wonders came in. Nice. I was tempted to leave the con very early that day, but I didn't. <laughs> but I broke it out the next morning. I brought it with me to the con. We got to check it out. Uh, it is very more involving than Eastern Wonders. Uh, I'm sorry, then um, Spice Road. It is, there's movement now. There's you, the ability to make yourself asynchronous to the other players. Like there's actually upgrades you can get for your ships. You're sailing around to do contracts. You're not just like, I got the stuff and you're doing it. Like you have to actually sail to the ports and everything. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it is definitely beautiful. You know, when we were like looking at it, we're like, this looks great. This looks great. Mm. This looks great. <laughs> it, it does look great. It's, a lot more involving. I only got in a play and a half. Uh, we, <laughs> we were halfway through a game, and two of the people were like, oh, my session starts in 10 minutes, and just left. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thanks, Drix. <laughs> yeah, that's the fun thing yeah. about, about, about cons is, like, get your stuff in on time or you're in trouble. Yeah, I was like, is your next game Suplex City? Because that's where I'm going to take you to if you just <laughs> force me to clean this up by myself. Storage of the game is weird this time around mm-hmm. because there's no cards. It's all chits, like things go under things for to go under things. You actually put the island tiles underneath the cups now. Like the cups are not fitted perfectly in those little holders. They actually will sand between your tiles and the top of the box. Weird. But it still all holds perfectly. And my friend's like, that's not going to work. So I took the box and I was like, well, let's just shake it up a bit. And like, you know, it was like rattling it and slid it across the table. And like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not one cube got knocked free. So it's, it does hold it, man. That's awesome. Pretty awesome. So how many, how many plays are you going to play this before you take Century Spice Road and play the, the, play, the games together? I'll be willing to do that as soon as I find two other people that are like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Um, I want to play this game like a good half dozen times before I get into like a nitty gritty review for it though. Gotcha. Because there's a lot more choice and oh my god, it looks so nice on the table. And it was fantastic because everyone that was walking by was like, oh, is that what I think it is? <laughs> <laughs> One guy was like, can I take pictures of it? I'm like, it's a board game, not like my firstborn go nuts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you were a celebrity that day. Yeah. That's um, awesome. But yeah, it's, I cannot wait to get more plays to this end. Um, so I'm going to give you a quick rundown of some of the joys of Dexcon that I got to experience. Cool. I got to, I haven't played uh, too many RPGs lately because, you know, the time investment is awful. But I did get to sit down for a uh, session of worldwide wrestling. Nice. Now, I mentioned this uh, to you off air before. It is a simple uh, 2D6 system, right? That's how you check everything. And... It is everything I love about wrestling in the RPG because not only are you making wrestlers and everything else, like take for example, T Racy, who she is a veteran of the ring and like 
how long can she hold on to that shining moment and like until she has to start putting other people over and like make way for the the new talent right but it's not just t racy the wrestler because she might also be karen the person who plays t racy on the wrestling show and karen has to deal with like creative control and management and contract negotiations because that's part of the game too nice Hmm. Um, yeah, like my favorite part was the guy that was running our session and I, I wish I got his name because he was an awesome GM for this in our, in our session. It was, it's a wrestling league that's using superheroes as their characters, but they can't run merchandise because then DC and Marvel would sue them. <laughs> nice. So they can use, and they can only do house shows. So they tour all over the country as often as possible. So that's like the world we're playing in. <laughs> Um, one of the guys is a veteran. He got uh, he ma- he barely made a roll to dodge an injury. Two minutes later in the match, somebody else like comes from the backstage to to interfere and cuts the match short to like assault him. He doesn't know what's going on because nobody told him this would happen. So he breaks kayfabe and punches the guy in the jaw for real because him and this guy just kind of don't like each other in real life or whatever. Yeah. Like real life in the game, I should say. Yeah. yeah. So when he gets in the back, like the uh, creative team just gets in his face and they're like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why did you punch Dave? And he's like, what was he doing out there? He, he wasn't even on the card for tonight. And they're like, we saw you take that fall. You didn't give us the safe sign. We thought you were hurt. We sent him out there to protect you so you can keep this feud going. And then you just blasted him for no reason. And he was like, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and because his character class is the veteran, he should have known better and gave him the sign. So they were actually now holding it against them. And they're like, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't have the IC belt. Maybe you're not the guy that we thought you are. We'll have to see how the next couple of matches go before the pay-per-view. Nice. So, and I'm like, that's awesome that this is actually part of the game. <laughs> uh, it, it's just so good. And the way that you do matches is like, okay, like T-Racy, I have control of the match in the beginning. So I'm going to like lock you up into the turnbuckle and I know that your arm was hurt from last week's match. So I'm working on your shoulder and I'm working on your elbow a little bit. Like I give you an arm bar and I put you in a wrist lock and uh, I'm going to gloat to the crowd. So I roll to work the crowd. And then after I get my result, it's like I can either struggle to keep control or be like, all right, uh, Tracy, you take over the match now. And then I take a momentum chip and momentum is how you get to use to modify your dice rolls. That's like 80% of the game, right? Hmm. It's super easy, super fun. I think uh, we should start the uh, GFW cast (laughs) every couple of weeks and start doing like live Skype sessions or like live Google Hangout sessions at the start of G. It is super fun. And it was a four hour block we took three breaks and we also did three like live tapings, which are like the episodes of the show. Nice. So it's only like about like an hour or so to play like an hour and a half, which is great. Like that's not a massive time investment and you don't have to pour over 35 books to min max your character. Nice. Uh, another game I got in that day, bunny kingdom. We talked about that before and you know how great that game is. <laughs> nice. Playing it four players was super fun and it was really interesting seeing new strategies popping up. Very cool. And, uh, Game was surprisingly cutthroat at four players, man. Some some vicious glances were thrown across that table to each other. <laughs> However, I would like to let you know, I represented MFG cast, came in first on that particular session. Very nice. Nice. Um, got to play some Clank in Space. Nice. 
it's really fun. It's modular, which I think is awesome. And it changes around a lot of stuff for over Clank. Like, um, so, you know, in Clank, there's just the dragon and you're just like, eh, hope it doesn't hit me. Mm -hmm. Like in this, there's actually an enemy. I can't remember his name at the time, but he's also a card. And like when he comes out, if he's defeated because he's the villain and you've only thwarted his plans, like he doesn't go in the discard. He actually gets like shuffled back in the deck. But defeating him ups the uh, rage track because he's upset that you're spoiling his plans. (laughs) So he's coming to kill you guys faster. And you know the goblin in Clank? So, like, you know, the guy that you kill and you just get, like, one gold and he's two cops. In this, he's G-O-B-L-Y-N, and it's, like, an acronym for a robot, so it's still a goblin. (laughs) Nice. Um, (laughs) When you defeat the the villain guy, that card flips over and it's actually now stronger. Oh, wow. Because he's unleashing his more powerful drones on you. Nice. That's cool. Um, Yeah, the, the other thing that was really cool was to get to the artifacts, you had to, like, hack into these nodes to be able to even go into that area. It's a really cool idea and it's an interesting concept. The only thing is this game took like over three hours and that was really rough. Wow. How many players were you playing Four. Four players. um, One player had a little touch of AP, but it's just the fact that you have to do so much motion to be able to get to the area, to be able to hack the modules and you have to do this at two separate nodes, which means you have to like go around the board, go around the board, go around the board to be able to go to the area, to be able to get the artifact, to get the thing, to be able to leave, to get off the ship. So it's like you had to do a ton more motion. I feel like the starter deck should have had like three more motion cards in it. Like I feel like maybe if the clank cards also generated movement this time, so this way you can at least like jet around the ship. But you don't, and you have to keep taking movement cards because, I mean, it's in like Clank, it's useful. In this game, it's excessive. Hmm. Um, wow. I would like to see that hacking concept maybe reach Clank. Like, oh, you gotta plant these like magic stones to be able to open into the caverns or something like. But just make them all spaced out, and like that node idea was cool but also irritating. Hmm. I would rather it be where instead of here's fit, like 10 of them all grouped up, maybe have 20 throughout the entire board. Yeah, which is funny because it seems like that's what the, the, they do well in Clank is spacing everything out. So it's weird that they would bunch it all up there. Yeah, it's like it's bunched into the nodes. And the fact that you can't hack the same node twice, it's like, okay, that's great, but why not? Like, why, why do I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, if you're a good hacker at hacking a node, you'd be able to do it more than once. Yeah. Even if it was just some rule of, like, um, it had to be at least, like, 10 steps away from the other node, as, as opposed to, like, the entirely different, like, panel. But it was pretty cool. I want to try it again. I'm wondering, like, maybe if I had, like, two players, it would be a little better. Yeah. It seems yeah. like that would be a good good concept. Yeah. Also got to do some more Rajas of the Ganges. The uh, dice allocation game. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people are digging that lately. Yeah, dude, it is super fun. It's um, what's great is it's not uh, rolling dice for results. It's rolling the dice and then using them for that purpose. Nice. One of my favorite mechanics in the game is uh, you have karma, and by using karma, you can flip the die to the opposite side. Nice. Yeah, it's it's I like it so much more than like games like Kingsburg and everything because I always feel like in some of those games. 
it's kind of like, I rolled 14 and you rolled a four. So I'm going to get like awesome resources and you're going to get a rock. And then you're going to hopefully make that rock turn into a building that helps you. Why I have three rocks, wood, an arrow, and some gold coins. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, so I should just roll better then, I guess, huh? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's that's not very super fun for me. But the fact that you roll and then allocate the dice, like, and low dice are just as good as high dice. It's just where are you using those things is awesome. Nice. One thing I am curious about for any listeners out there, if they played this game, a friend of mine played it at the con, and he noted that in his table, the same person kept taking the first player marker over and over and over. It's a space you can take on the board where it gives you like two victory points and you like retain first player. Because if nobody takes that spot, it, it'll pass to the next player at the end of the round. Apparently, this girl had it on lockdown the entire game. She took it the first round and never gave it up from that. Because he was to her right, he was like, this sucks. Like, he never got to go more than anything than before. Wow. I'm just curious if anyone else there out there has had this problem, because I've never heard of that. And I was like, yeah, I guess that could happen. I feel like that's a waste of turns. But he said that she won. Yeah. I wonder, so, if, I wonder if somebody's done that in, like, Waterdeep or something like that, and then just you know, continue to dominate. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, if like, if anyone out there has had that happen, I want to know like how and why. Cause I'm like, to me, I thought it was, you know, I'm like, that has to tank you. And he's like, no, no, she came in first. So I want to know, how do you do that? <laughs> um, the night concluded with networks by uh, Gil Hova, uh, formal ferret games. That game is super fun. Uh, like it's, you're running a TV station and you're booking all these shows and stuff like that. And like everything is parodies of real shows. One of my favorites is there's a show called like pulleys instead of leverage. Oh, nice. And, and I had a show NCIC, uh, NCIS, OMG, ITS, ABOMB. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And like, and the beginning shows, everyone always cracks up at the beginning shows. Like my favorite opening show that I had is what's in my pockets. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that sounds like something that can go for six seasons, <laughs> but it's a fun little Euro about like, Scheduling the TV shows, getting contracts with advertising, like booking the right star for the right show. One of the stars is basically Sean Bean, and his name is that guy that dies in everything. Nice. So, like, the first season he's on a show, he adds, like, five rating or six rating to it. But then after that, he adds zero because he dies in the first season always. <laughs> yeah, so stuff like that's really fun. Um, it's something that I feel like uh, they can release a pack of 30 shows every year just yeah. to keep adding to this stuff. Um, but that was super fun. I had a great time with it. Uh, the next day, I played a ton of Dragon Dice. Um, now, have you ever heard of Dragon Dice? I've, I think I've heard of it, but I don't know. I don't know what it's about. So this is something that was like originally published by like TSR. I, I, if I recall right, this game is like almost like thirty years old, and it's still going today. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Magic and Warhammer had a baby in a weird way. So. I mean, you're rolling the dice for everything. Like, you're rolling the dice to see if you take the hill. You're rolling the dice to attack. You're rolling the dice to generate magic for spells. You buy, like, kicker packs that are randomly assorted, like, magic packs. But there's no, like, Jace or Dual Lands or anything. Like, there's some dice that are more rare than others, but, like, their really rare dice are, like, 8 bucks, not, like, $95. Mm-hmm. So it's like $10 gets you, I think there's like nine or 10 dice in the booster packs. And 
you have like infantry and militia and archers and like so your guy some dice will be better than other dice at their jobs and the whole thing is like you're trying to like either claim two lands by like you know establishing dominating presence or wipe out your opponent's army most of the time the games end by taking the lands but it's really cool there's like 10 or 12 different races i think there's actually a lot to this game and what's cool is like every so often like i think they're putting out version four of their rules really soon and they're gonna like change a few spells and like streamline a couple of things like to make it a little easier for people to get the handle of Mm -hmm. but if you have the dice from like 15 years ago or 20 years ago you can still use them now like and what's cool is um you could play this game by the pool because it's dice and uh just like you know like use like two sticks to show like okay this is where horde army is this is where center army is this is where home army is and uh you know it's not like magic cards where you got to sleeve them and double sleeve them and keep them in that deck box out of terror that a terror will happen <laughs> you just have a bag of dice and that's your army and you're fine nice you know uh, my friend has dice from like 20 years ago they're still fine there's not a chip in them they're not color fading or anything so i'm like that's awesome <laughs> um this is another game like i might want to take some serious looks at down the road uh kim really enjoys it because you can make an army, but you don't have to spend like 10 hours like you do with a magic deck mm-hmm. because you have all your dice. Isn't it? You're not like, oh man, I hope I draw that big D6. Like you have it. Like, so there's none of that drawing. It's just, can you roll this thing? So pretty fun, pretty awesome. Um, like I said, I play that, like I played hours of that. I actually went into two tournaments with that, which was pretty fun. Uh, and then Game the Gamer. So Game the Gamer is a competition where you start with a prize pool of money and it is a video game competition where you are buying sabotages to take out your opponents. One of the sabotages that I got was, hey, while you're playing Smash Brothers, wear these gigantic Hulk gloves. Have fun trying to press the buttons. <laughs> um, another... Uh, like sabotages somebody get was their Wiimotes were actually had pom-poms glued onto them. So you had to kind of like feel around for the button. Yeah. Uh, like um, one of the, like we played uh, Quiplash, you weren't allowed to use vowels. So we had to revert to elite speak. And so now, like I said, you know, you're using your prize money to, uh, you know, sabotage the other teams. So in the final round, it was team, the glorious 10, your returning champions from last year's Dexcon. Versus the Intellivisions. We had, I think it was uh, $23, and the Intellivisions had $2. <laughs> so the first sabotage comes out, and he's like, okay, well, we got this mouse pad. I'm like, two bucks. <laughs> he's like, okay, we also got two bucks. I'm like, I don't even care what the sabotages are. I don't care if it's just a pack of now and later. It's $2. Everything $2. We'll do it. So, I mean, yeah, it was it was the jerk move, but we, we cut them down bad. <laughs> and... Uh, the winners of Game the Gamer this year and still undefeated champions, <laughs> yours truly and Mike Smith, the Glorious 10, where next year at Dexcon 22, we will once again retain our undisputed Game the Gamer titles. So where are the other eight, if there's only two of you? You killed me. <laughs> you're, you're just killing me. I was wondering Come the same on. thing. And You're better than that. No, I just like to point the obvious. You know, Ty Dillinger is heartbroken right now. If he was ever on television, he would yell at you again. <laughs> um, 
that night we also got to play Imperial Settlers, a game that you have been uh, running your trap about recently. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah, I mean, well, I've owned it for like a year, so I was like, hey, maybe now I have a reason to play it. You actually, uh, you actually <laughs> own it. I got it when the store was closing out for like a song. That's one. Of, that's like one of his unplayed. Oh, one of your one hundred unplayed. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. now it's only the ninety-nine. So. Oh, okay, the ninety-nines. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a game this week, so it goes back to hundred. <laughs> hey, um, we might be in the same boat. No, no we're, we're not, not. close. We're no, not even we're close. Not. We maybe are only like fifteen. <laughs> maybe not even that. No, we are. All right. So here, like I said, only one game of Imperial Settlers so far. Uh, I like the mechanics. I like that it very much encourages attacking each other. I do like that everyone has like a weird limited refrigerator. Like, hey, you can store people. You can store swords. You can store gold. It's like, why can't I store gold and swords? Because you can't. Life's hard in the, in the Imperial lands. Yeah, I never knew that gold went bad. But apparently, it does. It does. (laughs) It tarnishes. Yeah. It's like, I like that, you know, it's, um, I also found it, like, really interesting, the whole thing of, like, converting people to the resources to try to, like, build the additional things and stuff like that. This is definitely a game that I need more plays of, but there's a lot of interesting aspects in this game. The five rounds is also incredibly tight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, have you guys, like, have you played, like, each of the races yet, or have you guys... I think we've played all the races, and then we even bought Atlanteans, and I, I have we both played that one separately? The race? Me and you, yeah. Uh... Or did I just play it? I don't know. But I'm pretty sure we've played all the I races I don't know if now. I've played it. I... Really? I don't know if I've You don't played. know if played all, all the races yet? Oh, I don't. I didn't know that's the question you were asking. That's me. The I thought you were asking, asking me if I've. I know. I thought you were asking me if I played Atlantean. Yeah, I was asking you that too. Yeah, sorry. I kind of. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, but I think I, we've we've gotten a decent amount of plays in it at least with different, not not the same. So you've at least if you haven't played all of them, you've at least several. at least mm-hmm. at least two or yeah. three of the base. Mm-hmm. I was curious, like, if each of you found, like, a race that you're like, oh, man, this is, like, this is my race, this is my play style. There, I think there are some that I prefer other than others. Yeah, I feel like you're really good at the Barbarians one. I don't remember. Really? But, but, I think, going back to what you said, Dan, I think after you played again, because you've only played it once, because I wasn't sure how I felt about it the first time. But he, you picked up on right away, didn't you, Kurt? Mm-hmm. And it took me a little bit to, like, I liked the concept of the game, but I wasn't sure whether I really was sold on it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't, I wasn't like, oh my God, I love this. Yeah. Well, you know? with the short amount of rounds and the, you really have to kind of make your moves like early, otherwise you kind of will lose, you know, you won't lose, but you'll lose your way right away if you don't kind of get a tight strategy mm-hmm. right away. Well, and and when we first were playing, we weren't playing to attack each other either. We were playing just to play, just to get used to the cards, mm-hmm. to not not attack. So I think now that we have have that figured out, mm-hmm. gosh, we've played it five or six times probably. Yeah, and, and there's, you know, and with everything being so tight, you know, you, there's so many cards in the base game, even that 
you won't get around to most of these spots and stuff like that. So there's a lot of strategy and just trying to get through all the cards and be like, okay, now what do I have? You know, I, now I have to, you know, now I have to adapt to what's going on now. And then the next game can be completely different, even if you use the same race. See, yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like, cause you know, I saw that race deck and the guy's like, you will not be seeing a majority of those cards. I'm like, oof, <laughs> you know, it's like, and uh, that's that was the thing that I thought was like really interesting. Like, cause I I played as a barbarians and I went after everyone as often as I could, just cause I was like that. And it was like if anyone built a building that gave cards when you raise it, I'm like, you know, I have to. Yeah. You know, it's like that thing. That thing's got to go. So. Yep. Yep. That's to play the strength of that race. But yep. What's What's the other one? With the um, it's like a Japanese race or something. Yep. There's a Japanese race. Correct. Yeah. I like. I think I liked that one too. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the other ones. And like, you can actually use your people as defense when you play as Japan because mm. you're the only one whose racial buildings can be blown up. Yeah. I think I played that one the yeah, last it's, time. Yeah, it's got the special special instructions with it. And I yeah. think I annihilated you with that. You one. did. You sure yeah, did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a really good one, Dan. You should probably play Kim with that with that race and give her a shot. She'll yeah, really a, like it. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. It's like, because uh, I, I played, like I said, I was playing the Barbarians, and it was great, because towards the end, I was generating, like, eight swords. Mm-hmm. And um, so at one point, I was telling people, it's like, look, I'm going to have to destroy somebody's buildings. <laughs> but if you got a building that you don't want anymore, just call 1-800-GOT-SWORDS, and I will come and wreck that. <laughs> I, will do, I will raise it to... <laughs> And uh, I do like the comment of like, you know, it's like they are the most, you know, like uh, socially, you know, subjectable barbarians I've ever seen. The only thing I felt horrible about was um, there was like a kid at the table, like he was pretty young, like probably like 14 or so. And he was in the lead. And I'm like, I got to trash your shit, but he's a kid. I'm like, I feel bad about this. I mean, I'm still going to do it, but I mean, I feel bad about this. So, but yeah, it was. And I think the fact that you can play as Egypt is going to make him outrageously happy. So. And then, uh, so that then that was pretty much it for that night. However, the next night they did, uh, and that's also the night I did Shadow Run, which we talked about earlier. Very nice. The next night there was uh, the auction, which was pretty cool. Um, I got to purge things and clean up more space. And I picked up a game that you would never expect me to get, Kurt. My Little Pony. No, it's even worse than that. And I decided to save it until we were on air so you can actually see this. Oh, God, no. Star Wars Destiny. Did you get to check out Destiny yet? I still no? have not, no, because it's just one of those things where it just, you know, because it, it seems kind of like in the same realm of, like, the... like the Dice Masters. Dice right? Masters and stuff, you know, and we I haven't even got to play that enough, so it's like, you know, I, I'd i have to get... So, you know, I'm sure Mlaid, if he actually knew what... It, I don't even think he knows what that's all about yet. So I think if, you know, if I were to, you know, kind of get him into it, then maybe maybe we could check it out, but just haven't yet. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Now, there's a two-player starter set that retails for $30. I know two days ago it was on Amazon for 9 bucks. If you can get it for the $9, and that includes shipping, check it out. Yeah. Um. At the auction, somebody had it was the two player starter set, an additional starter set, and like twenty five booster packs. The auction went for ten dollars. Nice. So yeah, I was like, 
cool score. So we got a bit of a collection of Star Wars Destiny stuff to try out and see what we think. Truth be told, part of the main reason I decided to check into it was after hearing another show talk about the mechanics. Uh, it is a very back and forth game where it's like, it's not like magic where it's like, I summon this dude and he has haste and I attack you. And then I also do this enchantment that brings him back from the grave. And now I get an extra combat phase because I cast a spell that was five or one. There's none of that stuff. Uh, this game is like, I equip this lightsaber. It is your turn. I am activating my thing. Your turn. I am finally attacking you now. It's like, it's like, do one thing, your opponent goes, do one thing, your opponent goes. And it's like, so if somebody's coming to wreck your face, you can see it coming. If you are trying to build up defenses, somebody can see that you're doing that too. Um, very simple gameplay from what it looks like. Uh, it has, it does have deck, you know, like a deck construction element. You'll have a deck of like 30 cards. And just like, if you put the blaster on somebody, you go through your dice and pull out your blaster dice and attach it to that guy because now he has that gun. Part of the main reason why I wanted to check this game out is I'm like, man, that would be awesome if they were all wrestling moves and wearing down somebody's limbs and stuff. So I just, I want to check out how this game works and see if I can adapt it to something else. Did you get the Luke Skywalker one or the Bubba Fett? Um, I, I got a Boba Fett pack, uh, on the cheap for like $9. The two player starter set is, um, now I think you know how much knowledge I have of, uh, Star Wars. I said it's, <laughs> No, uh, I was just, I was just looking it up. Yeah, well, the two player starter set, is I said it comes with Carly Rae Jepsen and Darth in... Vader Jr. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, Cam? Darth Vader Jr. She's, she's unavailable at the moment. She actually knows, was it uh, Kylo and somebody else? Who Does does it look like this? Can you see? Uh, I do see a giant blazing white screen. I'm going to show you what the two-player starter set looks like. It is actually a box like this. Oh, that's oh. Ray. Yeah, and, um, that's yeah, Ray. Yeah, so it's Ray and that dude. Oh, yeah, Kylo Ren yeah. on the back. Yep. So you get both of them in here, and this thing comes with uh, 48 cards and 16 dice. So, and like I said, nice. this is a two-player starter. It was on Amazon for a super dirt cheap price because we are live and because people love hearing stuff like that. I'm going to look it up right now to see if it still is, just so you know. It's not available. It's Ooh, not available. Thanks, son. <laughs> So people got only, their hands on it. Only third party. Cheapest third party is twenty three ninety. Yeah, I'm assuming because when they, whenever somebody made the mistake of knocking them down to nine dollars, everyone went batshit buying them. Yeah, there is one for nine. No, there's one for twelve eighty nine, but that's like a Sorry. starter set. Star set. Yeah, I yeah I picked that up when it was online for eight dollars and eighty eight cents, and I was like, I like how that guy priced that, and that's part of the reason why I bought it. So, yeah, you got a deal because otherwise there's like a legacies bundle and starters and a whole bunch of other stuff for like 50 bucks. Yeah, it's like. Holy moly. But it looks like Dice Masters. That's what I actually thought he was showing us. I thought it was just like words, but it was technically <laughs> Dice Masters or something. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's it looks very like. different than Dice Masters. Part of the thing that makes me feel like. Because um, even the way the boosters go are you get like three commons, one uncommon, and one rare card in each booster with one die. And it's um, 
because after Game the Gamer, we won vendor hall credit. And I was like, I don't need to get anything today or tomorrow, whatever. So I was like, sure, why not? I bought a few booster packs. I would never buy these. They're like $3 a booster pack at this con. I think they're like 3 or $4 each in stores. Uh, that's something I would never want to drop for a game like this. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think eBay auctions and uh, BGG trades, if you were into this game, is a way to go for it. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, we got a giant pile of stuff at that auction for $10. You know, it's yeah. like, and I, and I think, like, the dude probably dropped, like, 100 bucks on this game or something because of the boosters. You know? Yeah. Because um, like I said, that's two-player star set. The MSRP is 30 There's, like, a character pack in there. Those are 15 And then, like, there's, like, 25 additional dice, too. So, at the Dan, at the auctions there, do they have to have a starting bid? Or do you just, like, do they start with a minimum yeah, bid? Yeah, so you set what your starting bid is. So, like, the starting bid was $10. I bid 10 Zero people bid against me. And then that was that. Wow. So everybody, wow. either everybody has this game already or no one is interested. My guess is that nobody was interested. Or there was a lot of other stuff that they wanted to bid on? Uh, what was funny is it was the very last item in the auction and I had to sit around for the extra hour for that. <laughs> we had that problem too with our auction. It was like we were waiting for, you know, seasons and stuff like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it was just like, wow, this is taking forever. And then they're like, oh, we got to tabulate everything. That took forever. And then we left and came back and they're like, oh, everybody paid for their stuff. Oh, you want your stuff? Yeah. We, that's why we left and came back because you guys were taking 15 hours to figure it out. And we wanted to eat it. So, like, how much, like, you said you got seasons and the expansion or just seasons? Just seasons by And itself. how much did you guys get it for? Um, 18? 18. No. Yeah, we had bid on that and, uh, Another queen game, which I can't yeah, think of the name. But I can't think of it either. That we were just outbid out of the last second, which really sucks. But So that means it wasn't meant to be. Yep, that's right. And But then we came back, and what we got 25 up on the games that well, the yeah. bundle that we were selling. Yeah, so, so we didn't have to really pay for it. We just kind of paid for yeah, it. Um, I acted the auction, like me and a, and a few of my friends were together in it, and uh, my buddy Howard, we were just making so many jokes during this auction, like, Every every year, and this happens at every one of these Dexcon auctions, and everyone is always like, what the hell's going on? It's like, up for bid, we have a sealed copy of Seven Wonders, right? That game is 50 MSRP. So, like, what would you say is a good starting price on a bid for that? Well, it depends. Like, usually I would start probably at 10 just because you wouldn't want to right? do it too high. So $40 as a starting opening bid would be crazy. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> Yeah, people don't understand. Yeah, it was like, up next, a sealed copy of Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Anyone want to start the bidding at 45 No, right? Nobody? That's what I thought. Let's just make sure. 45 <laughs> anybody? Okay, next item. That happens at every one of these auctions, every time, and everyone says, why does this happen? <laughs> That's because every, everybody, because people are thinking that they're just going to get a million dollars for these things, and it's like, no, it's an auction. People want stuff, but they also want to get it for a nice low price. For a decent price, right? My, I did die laughing where it's like, he's like, okay, up next. And it's like, it was like terraforming Mars. He's like, the opening bid is... Fifty dollars. Do I hear fifty? Oh, one thousand in the back. <laughs> He's nice. like anyone a thousand and three. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like you know, um, with Howard it was great because we were like joking around. Uh, we somebody had a joint game auction, 
And it was the weirdest thing. It was like Tannhauser and Doom. And he's like, I want Tannhauser. And I'm like, I want to be against Doom. So we're like, all right, we'll put in like 25 each. Or and like the auction ended at like 60 or something. So we got tapped out. But uh, but yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, like, you know, I would have preferred a few more awesome titles at the auction. So at least I could feel like I was trying for things. <laughs> but I did restrain myself very well this year. And, um, and part of the reason was... Howard got to play a game that you guys might be familiar with. It, he said it was like this game. It's pretty small. It doesn't take up too much table room. Wasteland Express Delivery Service. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so and so the re- so his whole Saturday was ruined because he had to play that. No, right? he had a blast with it. He really enjoyed. No, the game. I didn't mean I didn't yeah. mean like it was oh, yeah. terrible. I yeah. meant like it took the whole day. No, it was actually. No, I think it, it was like a three-hour block. Know. Um, nice very nice it was his first time playing he really enjoyed it he was like you will super enjoy this game because <laughs> it will appeal to not only the uh the psycho car combat guy in you but also the organization of this game is amazing yep oh yeah that's what took us so long yeah i mean we finished the game so stinking fast that we were like we took so long to set this damn game <laughs> up and boom done yeah once we play it a couple more times i'm sure it'll be very quick and easy that's funny because i was just walking up the stairs and i saw it and i was like oh well it's hard not to see it because it takes up the whole space well it's bright pink and orange (laughs) and whatever and i was like oh man look at that game yeah no it's such great components i love it yeah i I heard one of the greatest missions is having to deliver processors for the guys commodore 64 oh nice so (laughs) But yeah, I figured uh, the earnings that I got from the auction, I will probably be putting towards a uh, an Amazon order of Wasteland Express in the near future, nice. and uh, hopefully we can give that game a nice, super deep uh, review. the The last game I got to play of the night was Indian Summer, the UA Rosenberg Polyanimo game, where it's uh you know the second in the trilogy, I believe. Still pretty fun. There's like the puzzle within the puzzle because besides placing your pieces, you want to get these resource bits to be able to place the pieces even faster and stuff like that. If you like the Polyanima games, it's pretty cool, pretty fun. Um, I've seen it discounted for half price multiple times. Uh, Kim was not a fan of this when we played it on Commons, uh, so it'll probably never find her way into our house because she doesn't like it and she's the main person I would play the game with. Uh, that's a hard pass, unfortunately. <laughs> it's one of the very few times that... Uh, my my super agreeable gaming partner was like, I don't like that at all. So that settles that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was like pretty much like the wrap up of Dexcon. All in all, I mean, I had an absolute blast with the entire experience. Um, That's good. Well, especially after you, you know, you had such trouble when you were going to run games there and they kind of dropped the ball on that. I'm glad you were able to just go have fun. Yeah, they, they definitely still desperately need um, organization for, like, setting up their events and everything. Uh, for my buddies that normally go to, like, Origins and uh, Gen Con and all that, um, they had fun there and they enjoyed everything they played, but they were like, this setup is a nightmare. They were yeah. like the registration. The registration didn't go up until seventy-two hours before the con began, which is That's so dumb. Yeah, which is especially horrible. after doing twenty-one of them. Yeah, like buying tickets. Uh, if you wanted to buy five tickets for like you and your family, you had to do five individual transactions online. They couldn't process it all as one order for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, just wow. like 
very odd, minute things like that, but it was like, and even like the registering for the games, there wasn't even an event list up until you can register. So it's not even like, oh, here's a list. You have a few days to plan with your friends what you want to do together. It was like, here's a list, register or miss it. We don't care. That mm. that part can definitely wow. use improvements. And as this con gets bigger and bigger, that problem is never going to get easier to deal with. Yeah. And um, Well, they may lose people. That's exactly our worry. Like uh, a friend of mine who works with programming who has offered to help them multiple times is like, I love this con and I don't want to see this thing peter out and die because they won't accept help that is being thrown at them. Wow. You know, but I mean, it's thankfully the events ran smooth. It's just like that part definitely can use some improvements. Um, I did throw up on uh, one of the local sites, like just asking people about their Dexcon highlights. Some of the answers that I got and perhaps my favorite is Joe mentioned Picklegate, where, <laughs> where on, on one of the days of the con, I swore a blood oath against uh, a waiter because we ordered the same thing at the same time. And for some reason, not only did I have to wait 25 minutes longer for the exact same order, but there was no pickle with my hamburger. And in my world, that is an egregious crime against humanity. <laughs> <laughs> so Picklegate will go on uh, for infamy. We'll see where this one ends uh, down the road. Probably with either me or the waiter again. <laughs> Howard, the guy that I had a blast with at the uh, auction, he got to play uh, Ogre, and he had a blast with it. It was like the gigantic version of Ogre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they lost to the Macro Ogre by one tread. Like, they just needed to roll uh, a five or a six on the D6. He just could they couldn't get it, and the Ogre has <laughs> uh, destroyed all. Uh buddy anthony uh he played a ton of D, including epic games there which is apparently 25 tables of D parties all doing the same thing during like a siege or a, a militia like movement or whatever wow yeah and it's like they'll do these announcements from the battlefield where it's like the third tier has broken the gates all members <laughs> of second tier you receive advanced initiative first tier bonus 10 percent xp like and i was like that's wild um, yeah that's awesome he had a blast with it and also since bards have inspiration this time around where you can give people dice that they can add into dice pools uh he bought really awesome scroll dice from the vendor hall and he was like now i'm almost afraid of my bard leveling up because i don't want to stop using these dh ever um <laughs> uh howard radner also got in arkham horror with three of the expansions i saw that table Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> god. So much of the space and it looked crazy. Um he also played Firefly with every expansion. That's cool. That's something that that's a game that I really like that me and Mike, Mike has that game and we've only played the the original only a handful of times and I want to get that again to the table cuz man that game is so fun. Yeah, he he said he enjoyed it a lot. And he also played Zaya, Legends of a Drift System. This, uh, it sounds awesome. Apparently where this comment actually destroyed a planet. He enjoyed Zaya so much, he ended up ordering it. Wow. Um, I've heard mixed reviews on that. Some people really love it, and some people just do not like that. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny? It's like, I remember when it came out, it was the rage, and then I haven't heard anything. So it was really cool to see years later mm -hmm. that it's, you know, people are still playing it and giving it a shot. 
Uh, I think if you can get it for less than massively above retail, it would be even better, though. Yeah. Um, and then there was, like, a new game going on that Joseph got to play called Human Sacrifice. <laughs> um, yeah, it's that like... That sounds uh, scary. I was like, oh, right. okay, was this a real game? Or... <laughs> was, yeah. Did this happen in the basement where they were doing say, renovations? <laughs> I almost played that game by mistake. Um, oh. Yeah, he said, like, for him, he said it was actually really cool playing a game with the designer and, like, you know, doing, like, real-time feedback on a game that's, like, still in the works. So I think uh, Joseph will actually love Metatopia uh, when that comes around because that is where you do nothing but help people demo games and uh, give feedback. Cool. And uh, last but not least, Mike Smith says it all with this. Hashtag two-time champs. <laughs> You're damn right we are. But yeah, so that was the uh, my Dexcon experience. Once again, nothing but fun. Looking forward to it again already. Very cool. So if you were at DexCon, let us know in the comments. That's right. Tell us your experiences, your favorite game. And if not at DexCon, what your favorite local con is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, hit us up on Facebook. Get our Twitter at MFGCast. Uh, hit up at Mrs. Og on Twitter. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> she never checks. Yep. No one likes her. Yep. And then... Uh, and then Dan's new Twitter handle, which I can never remember. I know it's dy underscore mfgcast. MFGcast. Hey, correct. I got it. Son you can bitch. remember. Hey, I'm not old enough. Maybe I'm I not too to old to forget. Mine. Yeah, you should change yours to t racy at mfgcast underscore. Hello. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Lord. It's warm. My brain is It's fried. not that warm <laughs> up here. It actually feels okay. But yeah, get it, get on the comments. Let us know, you know, if if there's some cons that you've been to recently, locally or abroad, that you're really excited about, or you know, or that you've been to that you're really excited about, or some stuff that's coming up here in the new future. Um, hopefully, we'll have a little Gen Con preview because I'd like to talk about it. Because you know what, there's like for some reason this year, I don't feel like there's enough hype for games that I've seen for Gen Con that I've seen in previous years. So. I'd like to kind of look up some things that are coming out, you know, around that time here coming up in the near future and kind of talk about, you know, is there stuff that we're going to be really excited about or if it's just going to be one of those Gen Cons that just kind of comes and goes. Yeah, I mean, um, is like the new Azul debuting at the new Gen, uh, Gen Con? You know, I don't know that. We'll have to ask Mike that. Mike Young. Yeah. We'll have to, because that looks awesome. Yeah, because I haven't seen really too many other things that have been uh, popping up for it yet. So. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Definitely. So hopefully until then, I'm Kurt. I'm D. Wyatt. And this is Tracy. <laughs> I love how you're trying to mix it up. And this was <laughs> the MFG cast. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.